0: Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. I think I need
1: a new intro for this. It should be like, welcome to Toad's Tunes, and brought to you by CJ Solar today. <laughs> brought to you by CJ Solar. I feel like the Toad's last time Tunes. I hung out with you, do that one, one more time. Brought to you by CJ <laughs> Now it's no fun. <laughs> I mean, I could try. But I feel like the last time I hung out with you, you might have a gun in your hand.
0: Did I? I probably did. We we're at Tim's house. Oh, at Tim's house. Yeah. yeah, probably so. Is that was that last time we hung out? Whenever we were shooting the guns in his backyard. We you got mouse in your pocket. <laughs> well, me, but
1: yeah, yeah. I, I might not have been the only. I think we there. might have a day or two after that. Might have went and got some barbecue at some place that you oh, like down there. Yeah. It was...
0: was it Edley's? Did we go to Edley's?
1: I think so. Yes. Yeah, and uh, so I'm allergic to bell peppers. I took one bite of the cornbread oh and freaked God, out. I totally forgot
0: about that. Yeah, that's
1: such a weird allergy. But it was, it, it is. And I'm allergic to
0: like a million things, but like, yeah, I'm not allergic to bell peppers.
1: It happens, dude. It happens <laughs> to the best of us, dude. Yeah. Welcome to 2020. Yeah, holy how, crap. How <laughs> I'm gonna ask you two questions? How was your 2019? And give me, give me like two highlights of 2019 because oh, I know, I know a couple of them. So I'm gonna let you.
0: Well. Um man I mean 2019 was great I mean probably one of the best things was getting to play the Grand Ole Opry that was that was amazing That was your first time That was my first time Awesome um in September so that was really cool and then um, Jason Aldean put out a song uh, on, on that I wrote on his newest album uh, the song's called I Don't Drink Anymore so I'm super excited I'm keeping my fingers crossed that maybe 2020 will be a single but uh, right that song yeah, was about but... me because <laughs> I don't drink anymore
1: <laughs> do you not drink anymore? I don't I, did, I, well, I didn't I didn't drink I actually took a sip of a White Claw the first time I've heard a, a White Claw was with you and Tim at Tim, Tim's so house fine. but I don't drink no. I don't
0: re- I don't really drink anymore Yeah. as in like I maybe like if I'm on the beach I might have like one right pina colada but yeah. I don't really drink anymore either it's not a bad thing people are gonna immediately turn this interview off they're like screw these guys <laughs> you can't trust <laughs> these guys I don't even really these drink guys anymore. are
1: sober <laughs> those are sober but what yeah. did what did what did up
0: down do last year I saw you got well Um, I got so it technically went number one in 2018 which is crazy but um, we got I got I got yeah you know, a platinum plaque for it because it went platinum and uh, man what else did that was probably about the main thing. I got a couple different certified platinum award-type things. Um, it got the NSAI 10 Songs I Wish I Wrote award um, for all the songs the year before. I don't know how they pick those cutoffs. Everybody's got sure. cutoffs or whatever. So it happened to be in that thing. So um, All the NSAI members vote on 10 Songs I Wish I Wrote. And then you know they somehow pick they they well they picked ten of them, um, so that was really cool. That was a that was a really crazy award because um, it's kind of voted on by you know, you know your peers on what they thought the best songs were. So that was really cool to get one of those. And actually, uh, me Hardy and Brad Clawson, who wrote that song together, got to play it at the Ryman. That was my first oh. time ever playing it at the Ryman, which was only like two weeks after playing the Opry. I was like, right. oh my god! Then two weeks, I your September play. was epic. <laughs> it was a really epic September. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, man. I mean just a lot of great gigs. We, we spent a lot of the year opening for Gary Allen, which was awesome It's I mean, not a bad just, little deal either. Yeah, he's just the coolest dude out there. Did and, you
1: open for Gary here in Vegas? We did not
0: open did for not Gary right. here in Vegas,
1: unfortunately. But, yeah,
0: yeah, we were kind of scattered all over the country with him in
1: Random spots you um, I think I might have asked you this question one time before we sat down But I'll ask again, what's your what's your favorite part about music? Do you love the writing? the the recording or the playing process. I know that they're all three going to have something element, some element to them that that you love about it. But is there one that that you would, if for the rest of your life, I got to take two of them away and you get you get one?
0: Oh man, well, I really don't care for recording that much. I'm not a big recording guy at all. I guess it's because I like the emotion of playing the song, like especially when you're really excited about it. But when you're recording, it's so monotonous. Like you, you got to get it perfect and you got to sing the same song you know, over and, and over. over and over again until you get you know the perfect take or whatever and some part you know sometimes you just kind of warm it up or whatever but i just don't enjoy that process at all um i mean it, it's cool I, i'd rather you know I, I play guitar and sing on my obviously sing but <laughs> play guitar on my stuff too and it's like i'll go down with the session band and then a lot of times I'll end up replaying my parts later, and I want to make sure that my parts are as perfect as theirs. And I'm no session player, so that also takes a while. Sure. But um, I don't know, man. Um, To me, the playing the songs and the writing the songs go so hand-in-hand. Like, if I couldn't do one of them, I, I don't really... I mean... I think I would always play the songs in some capacity if I, you know, quit doing the artist thing. Right. But, uh, you know, if I ever retired from doing the artist thing, I'm sure I would still write. But like, I would want to play the songs in some capacity because um, I don't know. It's just like it's not as rewarding for me to write the songs if I don't. If you don't to, get to if play, I them. don't get to play them,
1: yeah. So, but how do
0: you go about that? So, like
1: being a writer on Up Down, and
0: mm-hmm. then
1: someone else taking it, Morgan Wallen, and making it a, a number one hit. How do you sit back and look at that? And go? Do you do you say? Did I did you write that for somebody else, or is that is that what you guys sat for? Or how come Hardy didn't put put that out? I mean, or was well, he not I mean, an artist? It's all then? about
0: timing. Yeah. I, when Morgan recorded that song, Hardy was not being an artist, right. and um, I wasn't. I don't think we. I either just recorded some stuff whenever we got it done, or I, I think. So so we started the song and we didn't finish it until like pretty much a year later. Right, I remember the story. Yeah. Yes. So and then Hardy was going to record it and was planning on that and another song that we wrote called "You Are" that Jordan Brooker ended up putting out. We're going to be two songs that that Michael was going to just like kind of dip his feet into the water for his own stuff and right before he you know started playing stuff around town for people, and um, he played it at Q West and so did Brad. They were both out there. And Seth England, who works with FGL and Morgan, heard one or both of them—I forget—play the song and said, "Hey, send me the demo." Got the demo and was like, "Hey, Morgan wants this," and all. And, and at that point, Hardy was just like, "Take done. it," you know. Right. Cool. Well, and I think they probably said, "Hey, we really think this is has a shot of being a breakout single for him," and it's you know, as a songwriter, it's, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, if, if you hear the word single, you're just like, "Yes, please." I'll take you it. Know? I'll take it. Yeah. You're done. Um, You know, back in the day, I was told that like a lot of those older songwriters would rather have a Kenny Chesney album cut than a single on a new artist because the album sales on Kenny Chesney would be so much that it would it would they knew they would make a ton of money. Where a a single on a new artist might not particularly be a hit, but could be one and done. But now, even you know, as cool as it is to have these these artists that you really look up to, these legendary artists like Kenny or Jason Aldean or, or you know Keith Urban record your song. If it doesn't end up being a single, you really don't make very much money at all. Right. You know, you might be able to put guac, guac on your Chipotle <laughs> burrito ball for the year. But, right. you know, it's just it's because, just I mean, the main, you know... It goes to single goes to income, number one, right? Yeah, but the way, if the single goes to number one, obviously that's the song everybody's listening to. Radio plays a lot, and, and, and songwriter income, is so, at least in country music, is so radio-based... Um, if, if, I don't know what would have, if terrestrial radio went away, they'd have to find some other way. And, and obviously we know that it's, it's getting a little bit smaller, but, um, with if terrestrial radio ever somehow went away, I don't know what they, I mean, songwriters, they'd have to find some other way to, to get paid. Did
1: they get of, paid off the stream?
0: Dude, it's so low. It, right. The the record labels kind of went in early and had them consider it more of a, uh, of a, record sale type thing and and the you get like point zero zero eight cents per stream or something Jeez. like that so it's like right i remember uh the the first single ever had that blue bandana song with jared it had like i can't remember if it was like somewhere around like 10 million streams or something i think i got like 400 bucks oh wow so it's like wow. that kind of that kind of low i mean right now if you own your own recordings and they stream a lot, then yeah, you can make some serious change. But somehow, I mean, I think the labels just got in and said, "Hey, this is rec- this is record sales. This you know this is the same as a record, so we're gonna we're gonna treat it as such." I and, guess in
1: some sense it kind of is because you're buying the single in that sense, and some people are buying the album. Yeah. When you when you look at someone like Hardy, who you've written with before, and you look at, I mean, I listened to the Hicks tape Volume One, and I freak out because it's, it's unreal, like, dude, dude there's I think there was not a bad song. On it. Two of them that, that I don't didn't think love. That, that I didn't love. I liked them, but didn't love them. Yeah. And every other one. But then you sit back and you look at, dude, is this guy written for ev- for every one of these dudes on there, or
0: did, do you just
1: get that I relationship? Guarantee he's
0: probably written with all of those people, whether they've recorded a song of his or not. Right. I'm sure a bunch of them have recorded a song of his. As
1: a writer yourself, do you look at that as approach as something that that you might want to do? I've never seen anything like that before. Man, Hardy.
0: Is is a is a freak of nature talent and such a great writer. I mean, he played he pl- he played with me for years, um, and, w- and we've written so many songs together. And it just took the rest of the town to catch up to find out how amazing he was. Right from when I from whenever me and my friend group first met him and he first got his publishing deal and everyone's like, dude, this guy's awesome we need to work with this guy and you know all became friends and hung out and then when the rest of the town and floor georgia line and all these guys were like holy crap this guy's amazing everybody started taking notice and everybody wanted to write songs with him and and get a little bit of his flavor on on their stuff it's kind of neat to look at in that sense because i always look at the writing
1: process that's why i ask that question and then the years that i've been doing this sitting with you guys and learning how you guys work and learning your friendships and your groups and all that kind of stuff that's mm-hmm. what's so neat about country and this particular genre especially in nashville you guys are all buddies you all hang out you all champion each other yeah. i don't i don't feel like Sitting in here and talking about someone that that in some sense was in your band or played with your band or you guys wrote with or anything like that is a negative thing. Like any no. other John, it would be. <laughs> yeah. So like, well, yeah, no. Yeah. Why are you talking also, about him? Well, I mean,
0: the whole time. I mean, I was like, dude, I, I knew he was going to do his own thing, but he was kind of, um, just you know, probably just still writing and and I think that, um. The, the floral georgia line help and and i think they're somewhat involved in his re- record deal type situation I i'm think, sure i yeah. think they were um i think they were uh, you know very helpful with convincing him to do the artist thing because when we used to hang out he's like man i just i just want to be a writer you know and i was like dude you have such a identifiable style and you know Great singer, great—I mean, great stage presence. So cool. I was like, "You got to do your own thing." And he just like, yeah. doesn't give a shit. I think <laughs> I, it's, I think is what's I mean, so—he—he's he, definitely a, uh, yeah, uh, kind of a got that personality of just kind of like, hey, whatever. His know?
1: personality like that is similar to me, like a uh, Luke Combs in that sense too. Just of I am who I am, and that's just yeah, like very what true. you see is what you get. Yeah, very true. No, yeah, no, so, no plug He's there. not
0: trying to—he's not trying to please anybody. He's like, I'm gonna do what I do, and if right. people dig it, cool. which I
1: think is rad. Um, American Girls, what was the final, like, where are you guys at on streams on that, on that, uh, on that video? Like, oh, I don't even vid- know,
0: man. Our str- <laughs> my videos, uh, I feel like I work really hard on them and they, they, they don't get around as much as uh, I wish they did, but. I love um, that video. It, it, it's really funny. I mean, let me see, when you type in CJ Sellers, the first one, I mean, it's only got 16,000 views. Really? Yeah. It's really, it's a funny video too. Dude, it's a, just put out Coming My Way too. yeah. Um, I have um, My buddy
1: Dave His brother Older brother Doug Has three boys And I went to Christmas Eve At their house And met Doug's three boys One of the One of the kids names Is uh, is Nick And he's coming tonight And he And it was Here's what's weird I look at The reasons why we do Country AF radio um, Is to expose artists Oh, yeah. that terrestrial radio won't, 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 won't do. Um, but he said to me, I was at Stoney's a couple weeks ago and I saw that you got C.J. Solar coming. And I went, I kind of just like looked at him like, how the fuck do you know C.J. Solar? Like, how do you, he goes, dude, I love his music. <laughs> and I just went, but how'd you find out about C.J. Solar? And like the, the end of the day is like these, these I'm going to call them kids these days. They come out and they consume music so much differently. Yeah, uh, country AF Radio is doing a little over twenty thousand streams, uh, individual awesome. streams per month. Uh, the interviews are doing really, really well, which is so rad because cool. people care. Um, I might have found our little niche in what we're doing, and um, I, I just, I guess, I want to say that I love the fact that, that people consume music so much different these days. That was scary. Everything just went black. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of freaked out for a second there. I love it's the fact that work. they do that because yeah. it, it it gives us all an opportunity to, if you guys are playing here, to do something a, l- a little bit different with, with you yeah. guys and uh, let them get get to know you. But I thought that was really neat that caught me so off guard when he said that that I was just like, not
0: that... I'm always curious how people find out about right. my music too. A lot of the times, I mean, I'll, I mean, even some of the times the people that b- are booking me, like if I go play a, a new place or somewhere where somebody asked me to come play and I'm like... How'd you even find out about me? They're right. Like, oh, this person's sister or like saw you yeah. on Spotify or saw you on YouTube or CMT or um, I don't even know. Just like random, like in the new, uh, they don't do it on iTunes anymore. But a couple years ago I'd had, I was on like the, you know, like the first like five things of new EPs on, right. on iTunes or, you know, and, uh, but yeah, it's really interesting. Um, Cause there's just so many freaking ways. I think it's kind of cool. What do you got like
1: uh, planned for 2020? What is CJ
0: Solar's goals for 2020? Oh man, well I'm just kind of keep doing what I'm doing, just write as much as possible, play as many shows. Um, we're kind of still putting together my like my whole team type situation. I got a manager I really like. Um, I'm releasing an EP early this year, so yeah. I'm super excited about that. How many songs? be six songs beautiful um yeah so come my way and wild hair are uh two of those songs those are they're already released but the rest of the ep will be out in the next like two or three months awesome um so i'm super excited to get some new music out there and just keep traveling keep pounding the road and you know um i'm gonna try to like start eating a little healthier <laughs> you know <laughs> i think we all try and do that yeah speaking of
1: food what's your favorite place to eat in nashville that's like man, your gluttony like it's what is so hard
0: um because i have so many places that i love if you're
1: if you're if you're on the road for three months and you know
0: you're going home what's the one place that you know you're gonna go grab some food oh man um i love edley's and martin's because i love barbecue. I, I i go back and forth they're e- they're even on my on my love list right um, they both are just they're both different and so great um i love mexican food i have like 10 different places I go eat Mexican food at in Nashville, um, ranging from like really traditional, not well traditional, but
1: <laughs> Nashville
0: traditional. Nashville traditional. <laughs> actually having some Hispanic people working there. <laughs> not to sound terrible, but actually having uh, Hispanic right. people making food or just like white people putting tacos together. <laughs> and, and, and some of those are good too, you sure. know. And I, uh, so um, there's a bunch of good ones for that. What else? I don't know, man. Um, you know, I, I haven't really found, uh, being from Louisiana, a Cajun food place that I like. In Louisiana, I, ha- I just had a couple people give me some recommendations. So you're going to try other places places, and we places i probably going to be trying out.
1: Let's have some fun. Um, it's kind of a stupid question, but uh, LSU is obviously going to win, but how many are you going to win by over Clemson? <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't know. Um, I laughed because I was in Nashville when the game was over, and the line started at they were given uh, Clemson three points. That's it. And I was like trying to. I have William Hill on my phone. I'm trying to bet, and they're like, "Dude, you can't bet because you're not in Vegas." Because they go by your geolocation. Oh, really? So I was like oh, irritated, wow. and then I watched it go to four, a four and a half, and I was like, "Shit!" Did it keep climbing? I don't know what it's at today, but at the end of the day is, I think that I'm Alice's... not,
0: I'm not a good better. Yeah, and I, and I, I feel like my whole life is a gamble by playing music, so I try to not gamble too. There much. You <laughs> there you but, go, there you go. But um, I, I definitely think that we're gonna kick their ass. But yeah, I don't know. I, uh, you know. I, I have nothing really against them other than they're also Tigers, which is bullshit. I'm just kidding. There's plenty of other Tigers. But they call their Stadium Death Valley too and I'm like, you guys are just a bunch of fucking copycats. Right. <laughs> just a bunch of copycats. I was like, we were around first. Eat, yeah. eat poo.
1: Yeah, eat poo eat and enjoy poo. it. Yeah, I hope they, Um. I, it, it was funny because I was kind of hoping that Ohio State would have won that game. Me
0: too. Just so LSU could just wipe just them so clean. Just so we could kick their ass. I yeah. got I got a, I mean I have a lot more friends that are Ohio State fans than Clemson fans and and and, and I have nothing against Clemson I don't, like I was saying I do I don't like those Ohio State friends that I yours. have. <laughs> I have a ton of friends that are from Ohio, Ohio State fans and they are so cocky. Yeah. And when they lost I didn't hear peep. but maybe one of them, right? (laughs) Because the whole time they're like, "Dude, we're gonna kick LSU's ass in the national championship game." You you gotta get there, man. (laughs) Sorry, but the way the lights hit, I was like, "Looks, like I have a crack on my screen." I was like,
1: "God, no, dude, don't be so anal about doing a crack on your screen." I was like, "That better
0: not be a crack." But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, diehard LSU fan. I'm pulling for the Saints. We're flying back to Nashville tomorrow at the crack, and I'm probably gonna just sleep until Sunday. (laughs) And uh, you going to the game? no, but uh but i that's I was like that's all I'm doing is wh- this week the rest of this weekend is just somehow get home our flight's at like seven a m tomorrow I don't know why I did 6. that. six fifty five was the cheapest <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah. no dude it's the, and there's not another straight through flight on southwest until like four o'clock at night
0: yep, so that that's probably it. Well, I was we like have direct. this con.
1: We have this conversation all the time of Do you go to bed after the show, or do you just stay awake? Because you're only going to get two and a half, three, three hours sleep before you probably, to go to the airport.
0: Yeah, I mean it's going to be brutal. I mean, I'll probably try to catch three or four hours of sleep just because I'm pitiful and I don't gamble and I don't really, you know, right, drink too much. And you
1: don't have to worry; there's not a casino in the hotel you're staying at. <laughs> yeah, so that will okay. help.
0: Because otherwise, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd maybe be tempted. And and Mark was like, "Well, move go play a little blackjack after this. I'm just like, dude, Dude. I freaking suck at gambling. I'm so bad. Like, My dad would force me and my brothers to play Texas Hold'em with him growing up, so he had somebody to practice on (laughs) because he loved to play, and he sucked. And he Probably because he was whooping up on us, and we were idiots, and then he'd go get his ass kicked against people that actually knew what they were doing. Dude,
1: I practiced with four-year-olds, but then I went into the bar and got my ass kicked. I don't (laughs) know why.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly, pretty much. But, um, yeah... I don't know. I'm pro I, I, I'm really pathetic, and we've been, man. I've been home. I've been home. I spent two nights in Nashville since like the first day of December. Right. I've just been traveling and playing, and I, d- I did a lot of radio station visits, and just been out gigging pretty much for the last month. Ain't, so, no,
1: ain't nothing wrong with making a yeah. living, dude.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I, well, I'm ready. Actually, I have jury duty on Monday. <laughs> dude, <how laughs> does, it, what like, if you're out oh, on the man. road? How does that work? You don't, you don't. you have to come well, back. Well, we're playing on Friday. Um, It's just an acoustic thing with me and Stevie, my guitar player, going to yep. go up and play in Indianapolis. I'm going to have to leave early that morning. So I'm just going to tell him like, you know, you can come arrest me in Indy. <laughs> if I don't, I ain't going to be here on Friday. Like, right? I don't know what to tell you, but like, it's not like, I'm not gonna skip, you know, gigs. It's like it's I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's my job and like these. I things wonder how that works. Advance. like, I, I, I'll be here Monday through Thursday if you really need me that bad. But right. I'll see if I can pretend like I'm completely insane or something. Maybe they'll let me off the hook. I don't know. Maybe they want me to be. <laughs> are insane. Are you racist? Hold on. Let me see. Is he guilty? Yeah, I'm racist. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> and you're not, yeah. right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I heard that if you tell him you're either. Super pro cop or super anti cop. You get out. You can get out of it. So I'm I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that. Well, I'll let I'll I'll let you know. (laughs) They're probably gonna come arrest me for that. But uh, (laughs) there's no proof here, dude. Nobody listens to it. There's
1: no there's no proof. So we'll see. I'll let you know.
0: What'd you do for New Year's? Man, we actually uh, me and Mark McKay. Um, did a thing in Lake Tahoe, yeah, uh, which was really fun. Jared Neiman came and played with us, so we kind of um, we each did a set. So it was Mark and me, and then Jared did a set, and it was super freaking fun. It wasn't terribly cold, so I mean, was it, it outside? It was outside. Oh, nice. Yeah, a Heavenly. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar. Yep. But the little Heavenly Village, they had a uh,
1: man. I There's mean, a California they, they side
0: were, and a Nevada side of that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there were a couple thousand people, and oh man, it was it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was one of my most fun shows I've, I've played in a long time just a huge crowd and you know obviously buddies with mark and 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 jared neiman being there and being buddies with him and him having done some of my songs and stuff so we you know we're fun and i believe jared probably did all the drinking for you <laughs> he he did a fair amount <laughs> he walked through the doors here one night when love and theft was
1: playing here he had a show somewhere else and just ended up coming over here and i met him at the back door to to let him in and uh i go can i get you something to drink and he goes that'd be great and i go what would you like and he said whatever's next and i went not quite sure what that is is that a brand of something he goes i go is there something specific i can get you and he goes dude whatever's next and i just went i'm just like scratching my head because it's late i'm just like dude why can't you just tell me what the f- you want so i can get you a drink he goes how about this whatever you put in my hand that's what's next i'll have that and i went oh
0: that's whatever's <laughs> yeah. next so he doesn't doesn't yeah. have a uh, a flavor or anything yeah. like yeah yeah he He's, he's he's one of the funniest people I've met. yeah know. he was we, pretty cool we uh we went snowmobiling the day after on new year's day and just hilarious him and uh he brought his his, his girlfriend out and um you know just drove around on snowmobiles like dummies and um they they didn't they didn't crash into a tree but they did hit a tree and it was really funny i think we got it on video somewhere i don't i don't think i have it on my phone but i, yeah. I think either mark or, i don't think you want to repost that girlfriend. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> his girlfriend posted the videos really, really yeah well because they just somehow it, it started sloping towards a tree and they kind of just like kind of one of those Nick things good. where the well yeah it just kind of like sled down into a tree because oh, gotcha. it was kind of like the way the the, right. the ground was really funny and like Three people all got stuck in the same little area because it was just fun. Was that
1: fun. had to be fun. New Year's on that. Yeah. You guys just recently got a puppy too, right? It's not a recently. Well, me anymore. and my girlfriend
0: got right, pretty much right at a year ago. Yeah. yeah, he's a he was born in in November, so he's like whatever, a little over a year old. Right, and a big freaking red golden doodle. I've seen the pictures. We just got a, um um.
1: I lost my my lab after twelve years the day before Mother's Day, uh, and then we finally. Got up enough, whatever, to get in the puppy. So we got another lab, but we got a silver lab this time. That's awesome. I got a girl this time thinking, hey, my boy was like 105. I get a girl. They're... Like 99% of the time, they're a lot smaller. Yeah. Take her to the vet. The vet says, Yeah, between 80 and 100 pounds based on her weight after 16 weeks. I went,
0: ah. I, That's
1: not what I ordered. <laughs> I didn't order that. <laughs> I, like, want...
0: oh, I was kind of hoping for like a 50, 60 pound. Yeah, one.
1: that's right. I could want a good lake dog, you know, yeah. not a. And so, but she's that's awesome. Hilarious. And we named her Whiskey.
0: Whiskey. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So we
1: named her. I got a couple text messages said, Leave it to the sober guy to name their dog after <laughs> Whiskey. That's but,
0: amazing. Yeah. Hey. Jared Neiman had a, a, a batch of dogs. I think his, he, I think they had, he had adopted a dog that then had puppies. Right. And he named all the dogs like Fireball, Jameson, of course he did. Jack. And They were all, <laughs> you know, all whiskey days. We
1: were going back and forth on the name, and I love to go out to the lake, uh, uh, and I like to, to surf, and behind okay. the surf is a wake, yeah, yeah, and did. so I wanted to name the dog Wake. I'm like, hey, That's pretty cool, hey Wake, when go to with lake. But the girl wasn't having it, so we went back and forth <laughs> with stuff. So when we were driving down to pick her up. I just got a brand new Whiskey Jam hat nice. and I took it off And I put it on the dashboard And she looked at me And she goes The dog's name is Whiskey And that's how it happened I was like That's, that's pretty cool That was yeah. pretty easy man Heck yeah Made it I was like I actually like we that had, that's We cool. had a
0: super hard time Picking names And I just said This dog's red We're just gonna name him Clifford Clifford <laughs> Dude Most people won't get that Almost nobody does Right
1: so. Why would you name your dog Clifford? Well, okay, if you were over 30, you would know. That's yeah. pretty much the answer to well,
0: that. I mean, I'm 27, but I still had the books. Close enough.
1: Dude, <laughs> looking forward to new music. Yeah, Cannot yeah. wait. Tell people how to find you online.
0: CJSolar.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, mostly. Maybe on some of the other things. But uh, Sweet. Yeah, come find me, and uh, I'll say what up. I like it. Thanks for the time. All right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead, roll credits. Recorded by Toad. Produced by Toad. Booked by Toad. Voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job.